This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. I'm on the next level, yeah. What is going on? We are recording. Here it is. It's happening, folks. It's the show that if you like languages, we also like languages, and we call ourselves the Lingaholics, and it's episode 47. How's it going, everybody? Hot off of a fun ep with uh, our boy Jack Forden down in Michigan. Uh, thanks, Jack, for coming on the show. Uh, today, we're just rolling with the fellas, Sweco, Cody, and Yo, Senor, or as my French students call me, uh, Monsieur. Um, but it's the summertime now, and I ain't working my teacher job. I'm the fairway fleet commander, the bunker rake ranger, uh, the string trim trooper, and pothole patrol um, guru down at the Lloydminster Golf and Country Golf Club where gentlemen there's been a revolutionary rule change you're now allowed headphones at the golf course so i'm joining the ranks of our boy sweco where it's an eight hour workday, and i'm probably getting about seven hours of podcast audiobooks you name it in for my listening so uh i've heard this uh phrase hot girl summer sure sure whatever it's hot pod summer now boys so uh it's going good uh lots of korean in my free time other languages yeah they're always there they're always um uh always wanted some attention but uh this summer is korean hot korean summer what our boy cody's doing um but yeah it's super fun marcus talked a lot about these kind of like deep deep streams of uh listening that he can get into and i'm really really appreciating that because when you can just do something like a menial task like cut grass and just soak up lots of podcasting it's just like oh man i got like playlists made galore big plans uh doing my own i want to do my own 40 hour challenge this upcoming week so we're gonna see what happens but that's what's new with me um senor rainier so let's head on down now let's go not quite to the far east, but a little further east to Senor Sweco on today's Lingaholics podcast. What's up, buddy? Buddy, you're buzzing. That was a slick intro, I gotta <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's really like, feeling I need more, yourself, eh? Need more of a monologue. Let's do a more of a Bill Maher type monologue. No, I love today. it, man. Mm-hmm. You're buzzing. Mm-hmm. I think anyway, so. yeah, thanks for uh, throwing it over to me. Things are mm-hmm. good over here in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, good weather, good times. Mm-hmm. A lot of languages. So uh, I guess the biggest update here is that in-person meetups are starting up again here. Yeah. So I am booked in for Thursday, 
Mexican cooking night. Oh, oh, uh, nice. fairly close to my house as well. So I'll be checking in. Tacos, burritos, okay. Um, like a, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. There's a Mexican chef that's cooking for us, and I think it's more of an educational. It's supposed to be like an educational event too. So everyone's okay. coming there, and everyone's supposed to interact and learn oh, about um, Mexican uh, cuisine, cuisine, gastronomy. Cool. Do you just sit around the table and watch him like cook up? I'm not food? entirely sure, okay. but I registered. I shot him an email, yeah. and I'm going, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going. So I'm pumped. Like I told you guys in the chat, I'm gonna take it upon myself to lead the resurgence, uh-huh. the resurrection That's right. of the Toronto polyglot scene. Uh huh. You gotta start with one. You gotta, you gotta start, start with, with one. one. Oh man, Dude. so pumped for that. Yeah. Do you know, like, you know, on the Meetup app, where you could like look at who else is going? Is it through the Meetup app? This is semi through the Meetup. Semi. You register on the Meetup app, but you have to. Or you register by emailing this guy, and then you confirm your your registration on the Meetup app. Oh, okay, right. It's just to have an idea of everyone else who's coming, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, Azrin's doing uh, Riley Park meetups this Saturday, up next, like I think Saturdays every Saturday now. Mm. And you can always see who's going. Yeah. Azrin's like Back. always the one yeah. going. He's always the first one going. That's awesome. Uh, I would totally go if I were there. Oh yeah, man. But, yeah, me too. Is uh, are there any other prospects yet on the meetup? Not app? yet, not yet. This is the first one. Yeah, this is okay. the first one. It's capped out at ten people. Okay, that's been small, which is nice. That's fine. That's nice Dude. to meet people. Like I haven't met a lot of um Latino, Latino here in Toronto. Yeah, I know they exist. Oh boy, oh boy, do I know they they exist. I just haven't <laughs> found them yet. Uh, it's okay. weird. The soccer. I, I play a lot of soccer. No Latinos. Huh. What the hell? interesting you, what, that's strange eh? i thought you, okay but there's lots of europeans though no like uh there's a few europeans Italian. a lot of middle eastern guys oh, okay right right yeah a yeah. lot of canadians more canadians canadians europeans and middle eastern guys and no latinos no latinos some asian people as well so uh strange i'm i'm uh, perplexed befuddled, befuddled. where are they it's like Cody. I feel like Cody looking for Germans in in Can or in Alberta. Yeah. Wo sind wo sind die Deutsche? Yeah. So that's exciting. So guys, as well, I had my business meeting in Spanish Biz. today. Oh yeah, not How'd a that big go? deal. <laughs> not a big. It went. Deal. It went really well. It went really well. I gotta say, man, I love this. I so okay. So here's. I'll give you guys the full story. Do the lowdown. So the yes, exactly the lowdown. So yesterday I was preparing myself, right? And so I so I shot a I shot a text to my uh, my my talking teacher Gonza. I was like, hey man, can you do an emergency class tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. my time? Uh, I need to prep for a business meeting. And he's like, claro que see. Sí. And then <laughs> so I woke up 15 minutes beforehand because I was I was up last night watching the the UFC fight with my yeah. roommate and his buddies. Yeah. Uh, so I was up until like 1, 2 a.m. So I didn't get a lot of sleep. Woke up at 8.45, went down, made a coffee. Uh, I came up and then I I, um, I called Gontha on uh, Skype. And then he went through. We pretended that he was the, the, the people, the business people that we're talking to. And uh-huh. then we went through the entire spiel. 
Okay. <laughs> That's so cool. What do you have to do? Like, how do you how do you prep you? No, I, so basically, so here's how it worked. I need I needed to prepare myself with the terminology to describe um, the uh-huh. business or the oh, yeah. technology that we're offering. If you know right, what I mean. yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So I I just needed to make sure because I had studied in all like the words and everything the the, the terminal the terminology. Yeah. I just needed to like apply it to make sure that my argument or that my description was coherent. Like, so I so I got I got in my practice and then I had an hour to just like read up on some other things in between. So after by the end like when my class ended and when the meeting started, I had an hour to just keep prepping, and then we had our meeting. And the thing is, I'm the only person at my company. So my boss speaks a little bit of Spanish, but I'm the only person that's like fluent that's, that's able to conversate freely. Mm-hmm. So it was mostly like between me, like I was, I took the, the, like the lead role representing yeah. the company, uh, commu- like to, to carry the communication, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was nice. It was really nice. So we, we were talking to this, this guy down in uh, Peru about uh, this, this project that we're doing. Lima? No, no, it's more in the countries. It's down south. El Campo. El Campo. Okay. So how did that, that key terminology help then? Like right oh, away? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I already kind of knew what I was talking about because, you know, this is the type of stuff that I learned learned in Barcelona. Oh. Mm. I learned this stuff in Barcelona. So I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with, with uh, the scientific terminology. Like tech te- the tech stuff i'm pretty comfortable yeah. with that plus like with science everything like the, the the words are essentially the same as in english yeah latin you know based. no what very latin based yeah like arsenic is uh arsenico yeah it's not very complicated right. yeah it's like basically the same right uh-huh. yes right and when you were in the lab in barcelona you were just using castellano no Basicamente, sí. Basicamente. they wanted to practice some english too so we were back and forth Word. and you know I, I i did speak some catalan too catalan? Catalan? <laughs> catalan. so yes catalan. it went really well and but but uh i just wanted to reflect and i had a tweet out about this it it is a uh, it is hugely gratifying when you're able to reap the rewards of your language skills and your profession yeah. Oh, absolutely. Your non-language profession. And I just wanted yeah. to acknowledge that. And I wanted to spread that experience so people are mindful of that. Um, well, people liked it. Your, your, your tweet got quite a lot of likes. I know it got a lot of likes. I was like, whoa, man. I was not expecting me gusta, that. Me gusta, me gusta, me gusta, yeah. well, me gusta. So, so me I just want to spread that message. That's my uh, recommendation, my tip. My my language tip of the week, <laughs> I guess you can say. Um, so very yeah, interesting cool. stuff. We'll see what happens with that. Well, yeah, I got stuff to touch on that for sure, like languages and different careers. But how about we swing it to the Far East? Let's swing yeah. it, Cody. How you doing, bud? The lingaholic soul. Cool. Yeah, so Ian, earlier you mentioned a uh, hot Korean summer. Well, I'm literally in the hot Korean summer right now, and it's yeah. Let me tell you, it's it's pretty sweaty here in the, the summer. Heat it's wave. like yeah. Oh no, it's not just a heat wave. It's like it's just hot here in the summer, man. Like, oh yeah, it's in like general, no. At least low thirties in the day, and then 
at night it doesn't really cool down either. So it's just like you gotta you gotta have that AC going. Do people have AC there? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, people's got AC. Oh God, yeah, they they use it a lot. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I've been I've been organizing my life here. I managed, like I said, I managed to find a job and. I um, I moved my stuff into my new place actually already on uh, well yesterday actually so all my stuff is there and I uh, I'm, I've got to go there today to drop off some stuff and handle some visa things and then I'm I've got to still do like an interview so I have to like do this role play and like answer a few questions for them which is kind of strange considering i already signed the contract but um i mean whatever oh yeah. i'll rock it and then uh and then i think i'm gonna be starting training on wednesday so my life here is finally starting to get a little bit more stability which i'm really looking forward to because it's just been totally all over the place and i'm a little bit tired right now <laughs> but um, yes and that that means that i haven't really been focused on language stuff just because my life has been a mess so i haven't i still haven't really done that much formal studying i've i've done i've been talking to some people and like getting practice with korean here and there but with mm-hmm. my other languages they're bas- basically non-existent and um it's been it's been a little bit frustrating, but um, this week and then especially next week, once I start having a very consistent schedule, then I'm really going to start hitting it with uh, with languages again, and that's when I'm going to start formally studying Korean again. And I heard at my new school there's like these uh, these free Korean classes that a bunch of the foreign teachers take, so I'm what? totally going to hop on the stream. Yeah, oh, dude. Like an after mm-hmm. hours session thing? Uh, before, because our working hours... Oh, dude, the working hours of the school are great. It's like 1 to 7.30. Uh-huh. So, so you show up morning, early and get some Korean in? Yeah, exactly. Just um, I think it's down in... I think she was saying it's down in Itaewon. That's like uh, a district. It's okay. a district of Seoul. And, it's free? Um, yeah. Dude. So why not? Exactly. <laughs> why would I not do that? So I'm gonna hop on that train and um, start going back to the gym and maybe get into some taekwondo. I really want to. Now that I'm gonna be here for another year for sure, I'm real. I'm gonna get into taekwondo absolutely. Yeah, because you were talking about that before. Yeah, taekwondo. and now that I have a real opportunity to do this, then yeah, I'm gonna do it. I can't not do it. Dude, and... oh man. Like... Yeah, I... yeah. So so yeah, I'm go. ignorant. I'm ignorant. Taekwondo is not from Korea, is it? Or is yeah, it? Taekwondo is yeah, the Korean. Is from Korea. Oh. So what's the Jap- main Japanese martial art? There's karate. so many, dude. Yeah, it'd be more than just karate, you know. What else would they have? They've got Almost like half, over half of the martial arts are from Japan originally. Yeah. Okay, but Taekwondo is specifically Korean. Is Kung Fu yeah. just Chinese? No, Kung Fu is from China. Yeah, right. Okay. In, in, in Taekwondo, that's that's way older than the north-south divide, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they do that stuff up there. And Kim, Kim Jong-un, he's 
Taekwondo yeah. master, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor Kim Jong-un's a polyglot. Hey, I heard a rumor too. I heard Kim Jong-un listens to the Lingolas podcast. <laughs> Hey, yeah, let's get, man, let's get him on the somebody might have heard a rumor that he loved Dennis Rodman. That turned out to be true. Yeah. Yeah. We will get him on the pod. Korea, Korean <laughs> War 3.0. <laughs> that, that might be an actual war. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. You, before you drop the nuke, do you got time to come on our pod? No, because he went to Switzerland, right? Like when yeah, like, I knew about Switzerland, that. and it was apparently like he was studying. Well, I go Swiss is a very uh, linguistic country anyway, but apparently he was studying languages. Because oh, and you know where I got that from, <laughs> Sweco. I got that from your recommendation the other night, the Wildlife Project. I listened to the first like <laughs> the Wild Project. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, that's right. Where I got it from Hot Pod right. Summer. I'm learning things. That's awesome, man. That's a, that was a good app, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, like North Korea. He's, yeah. He said a lot of things like I kind of knew already, but it was yeah. like cool to hear it in Spanish. Yeah, um, but I was like <laughs> Kim Jong Un, Cody. Do they mention North Korea much like in the news there, or do people talk about it? Like, yeah, actually, you you see it on the news all the time. You especially see like um, like workers' party meetings with Kim Jong Un. And you see that uh-huh. on the news all the time. It's it's kind of interesting. I I think that's in in recent years they've been allowing a lot more, um, what do you call foreign media coverage in their in their government meetings. So you see, yeah. it on, it's yeah. kind of interesting to see so, that. So Cody, you've obviously gained more insight recently in terms of uh, being around Koreans and whatnot. What is their attitude towards the North? Yeah. Either they don't care mm-hmm. or they would like to see reunification. Right. So the sentiment, because I was listening to this guy. So from the North, they are very open to reunification. According to this guy. Is that, is that, um, is that a pot? Is that kind of the, the sentiment of the South as well? Or? Yeah, generally, I would say generally people want reunification. And what's the attitude towards the United States? People are split, but again, generally, I would say most people view the U.S. favorably. Hmm. Yeah, like the U.S. influence in South Korea. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. I argue. So, well, I so assume are those are those congruent opinions? Uh, or or do they converge? I mean, like, can you be pro U.S. and pro unification at the same time? That seems a little. Uh, yeah. Um, why not? Well, <laughs> you know I why. Mean, well, the not regime seems a little contradictory. Not. That's what I'm trying to say. Not quite, but I mean, I can opposing see people, forces. I can see people holding both opinions, though. I just what is I mean. You, what does you reunification have... mean? And like, do the government? That's the thing. Merge? That's the thing that like it's 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 so far fetched at this point that nobody really knows what it would look like. <laughs> but they already compete under a single flag in the Olympics. Okay, that's every four years though. Yeah, but that's a like, step in the right direction. And that was that was one sport. 
I only did that. But you have you obviously have two opposite forces. You have North Korea, which would like to reunify the peninsula. And I then you don't. have the U- when you say like, you gotta like be specific, like the people or the yeah, they like, want they the want regime, to reunite. The regime the has people. like zero interest. The regime wants to hold on to power like they have for no, a while. But fundamentally, the North Korea, not necessarily the regime, but yeah. North Korea wants to the reunify people? the Korean people, the Korean Peninsula, and the United States doesn't give a crap. But does the uh, South if you Korean listen to this, really if you listen that? to this app, right, the United yeah. States doesn't give a crap about that. They they just want to make sure that. Uh, as many countries as possible maintain uh, democracy. Yeah, I just gotta give a disclaimer. I, I don't have a, I don't have a. What do you call it? Like a, defi- like a definitive yeah. answer on this. Like this is just from my experiences talking to people. So I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe most South Koreans don't want reunification. I'm, I'm not sure. This is something I, I'd have, I haven't really looked into it too much, to be honest. Cody, but... you got to get to the bottom of this, man. This is interesting. Yeah, it is. And I will. <laughs> well, it's a fascinating region geopolitically. Fascinating. Yeah, in. it is. Yeah. You got to um... talk about this stuff with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> in Korean. In Korean. Yeah, in Korean. Um, I'm just looking up. There's a Mexican YouTuber that went to North Korea. Uh, yeah Golo got real yeah. into him when he was living with me uh what's his name what's his name, what's his name? was that that wasn't luisito comunica huh? uh not luis no he's i know he's the biggest uh it's the other um, alex something yeah alex uh yeah yeah okay uh, alex por el mundo alex tienda i think oh. alex tienda yeah, I think alex it's, tienda I think it's oh i don't know that guy. yeah oh man You'd love it, Swaiko. I know you'd love it. Cody, you did. Alex Tienda, I'll check him out. But Cody, yeah. why not go to the north? You can't can go you from not? the south, man. You have to go like Cody you to China or something. Like, yeah, you can't go from the south. Yeah. Unless can you, you fly? want to defect. No. That's why. Is it just, do you have to take that sketchy train from Beijing? Is that the only well, way? Or, or you can fly from Beijing. Oh, you can fly from Beijing. Yeah. Yeah, so why why not take a flight from Seoul, Beijing, Pyongyang? Dude, I'm not going to North Korea. <laughs> I mean, I think the visa and like all the it takes a lot of arrangements to get in. There. Yeah, and espe- yeah. especially yeah. especially during COVID, like oh my oh, god, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's but right. if COVID didn't exist, like just I would I totally think go. If I were you, I would totally go. There's ways to yeah, get but in. If if you if you were you, would you go? <laughs> if I were me, I would go. To, if I were me in your in your body, <laughs> no. But if I were in Korea, if I were in Korea, I would go. I I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Why would I not go? Man, it, it'd be fascinating. Fascinating, like in a freaky way. Um, like i wouldn't be going for like language purposes there may like yeah i've got my korean good but it'd just be like what is no, but this what a story Hermit honestly kingdom? what a story to be able to say that you've been to north korea well because you know yeah, you know, that what happens be. when you get to korea you get there and then you have to go immediately pay your tributes to um kim il-sung kim jong-il and then now the grandson yeah, kim jong-il your guide at all times you have to like you have a minder with you the entire time. Yeah. Um, 
would be wild. Uh, <laughs> Imagine some dude just following you around, like, and you can only see like their itinerary. There's no sneaking off to like check out the nightlife of Pyongyang. <laughs> be wild though. Like, um, I would do it. Yeah. Although there's, there's that line in Crash Landing on You, right? When she lands there and she falls in love with the dude. She's like, I can go to any country in the world except North Korea. She's the South Korean lady talking. Which is mm-hmm. like, is that wrong? Wait, are they not? They're not allowed to travel to the North? No. No, man. Like, I think that the odd time they've had uh, like very... Because they're technically in war, right? Yeah. It's a secret. Yeah. Exactly. They're still technically at war. I think the odd time they allow family reunifications. But like, yeah, I don't know how periodic that is. So speaking of that, though, there was um, there was a, a guy from South Korea who defected to North Korea a few months ago, <laughs> and he went there on a boat and he just like crossed the river, and then the North Korean government like freaks out that he was gonna bring COVID into the country, and they like <sighs> shut the whole country down for a while. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go there right now. Yeah, 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 and also um, apparently there's gonna be some pretty severe food shortages there in the coming years so that's not too good like previous years yeah like there's um yeah because just because covid like totally destroyed the economy right and um even kim jong-un has been admitting he's like yeah we're gonna need to like go on another arduous march i think that's the language (laughs) arduous march i want to hear like what is what does that sound like in Korean? Arduous Marge. I don't, like, I don't know. No, my Korean's not that good. No, I know, but I want like I wanted like yeah, okay. I want to get really good in Korean. Go to Korea and understand all the propaganda. That'd be amazing. Just like can that I tell a dark? Really... Can I tell like a dark secret? Let's like, hear it, man. Like yeah, with my sure. German, I want to get my German so good. And this is I'm not trying to be like subversive. Like you want to read mine comp mind con listening to hitler just watching it and you're you don't need you don't need to follow the subtitles you don't need any of that you're just listening to the devil himself just like speak to you directly like whoa that'd be so weird like you don't have to translate anything it's just coming straight from any of these like crazy leaders listening to their speeches i, I can i like, can relate to that oof. experience i mean you could like Spanish, you can go listen to like Augusto Pinochet speeches nowadays. Like, like just from like a historic historian's point of view, like Fidel. No, yeah, Fidel, man, Fidel's some of his readings are very interesting in Spanish. But Cody, Cody, you've done that right. You've watched Hitler's speeches on YouTube. I'm like not saying here and there, but I've never sat down and be like, I'm gonna watch Hitler's. No, but you've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, like, I get that. That's that's a weird feeling. You're like, whoa, he's speaking directly to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Like in history, primary sources are a huge thing. Yes, because it's when it's secondary and like it's told yeah. to you in English. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's like that's messed up. But then when you hear it and you understand yeah. it from the devil himself, it's like, whoa, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I understand. I totally get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's kind of the same feeling. It's different, but it's kind of the same sensation than when you hear it for the first time, like uh, 
uh, a really famous person speak to you in a language that you just acquired, if that makes any sense. I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. Mm-hmm. I recently mm-hmm. watched a watched a Cristiano Ronaldo interview in Portuguese, and I was like, whoa, like, right, no. <laughs> I can't understand what this guy's saying. <laughs> He's speaking yeah. to me, you know? You know what, another really strange experience, very similar to that, though, is like um, when I was in university, I had um, I had a good friend of mine from Japan. And um, he, he, I mean, he was there for about uh, a year and then he came back to visit and then went back to Japan and everything. And when I was in China, I went to go visit Japan just before I left, um, like at the, near the end of my time there. And when I got there, I found out that he spoke Chinese and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So like half the time when we were in Japan together, we were speaking Chinese together. And it was Good. so weird because when, I, when we were in university, I only ever spoke English with him. I had no idea that he spoke Chinese. And then yeah. when I went yeah. there and we were like speaking Chinese half the time, this was like, it was like, whoa, like this is such a weird experience, like speaking Chinese with you. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it's like unexpected. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's this. Yeah. And also, know- and yeah, yeah. You're like someone that you used to know so well. Uh-huh. speaking only in one language and then you suddenly learn another language and then you can speak another language that's with them. the it's same like, sensation that's the same sensation yeah. that we're talking about with hitler and ronaldo like it's a, a yeah, person but, that you know really well but you know them in another language yeah right, but, it, but it's like right. it's, it's different when you're doing it in person with somebody yeah you're like changing the channel on the same person. Yeah, it's like changing the yeah, channel. That's yeah, that's what it is. Cool. Oh, that's and interesting. Like, you okay, you, now you I'm gonna. A, you see a new nuance, I'll right? Yeah, yeah. Completely yeah. new optics. Yeah, because it's it's different. Like I know you guys, what languages you speak, how often we speak them. Like, but say I didn't know you spoke a language, and then like a year later, it's like, whoa, you speak. I don't know Italian too or something like yeah and then it's then it's just like this, hitting that switch it's, all, it's like it's the same person but I, we've talked about how like the personalities in your languages shift so it's like having surprise mm-hmm. personalities mm-hmm. surprise exactly surprise. yeah uh-huh. yeah right so I mean this is like okay you could do a lot of things with German like appreciate the culture possibly go live and work there but it's like like just just sit and like like hear the food how do you say fewer fewer like i don't know man like it's like just something powerful like dark and deep so that's yeah. interesting yeah, this this has nothing to do with language but of a similar experience I had when I when I was in high school um our school took a Europe trip to Holland in the Netherlands or Holland in Germany and in Germany we went to Nuremberg to the rally grounds Mm -hmm. and I stood where Hitler used to give his speeches yeah and talk about like surreal experiences like that was crazy standing where Hitler used to like rally rally um try to rally germany like that was that was a very surreal experience so an interesting side note führer means leader literally uh-huh. right but which yeah. is a fairly common that's a useful word in your vernacular right 
Like you'd like to be able to use leader when you speak to address people. You are my leader. But yeah. in Germany, you can't say leader anymore. No. <laughs> like yeah. if you're a leader of a soccer team or something or a leader of a team, like you're, the, you're the Führer, technically. Right. But you can't say that because that sounds... They, yeah, comes, they, have to, they combine it with other words. Like, for example, like you could say Reiseführer, and that's like tour guide. <laughs> that still sounds sketchy. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Reiseführer. That still yeah. sounds sketchy. Yeah, but they, but they say it, though. But they come up with other... Yeah, you're right. They come up with other uh, words. But well, imagine, that, imagine word's not been, being that word's able, been tainted, though, in that... Yes, it's been tainted. Language. Imagine not being able to say leader in English. Yeah. Right. Like if you said leader, it would sound very politically incorrect. Yeah, like no one's like they how does like Chancellor now? Like like Chancellor Merkel. Yeah, that is another that's yeah, but they were Chancellor back then too. Like he was yeah. the Chancellor. Right. We wouldn't have to say like Fura Angela Merkel. Yeah, you can't like, say that. No. <laughs> no. No, just the connotation <laughs> of the word in a They used I'm saying they used that terminology back then too. Like he was the chancellor of Germany, right, Cody? Right. Uh, that was before he titled himself the Führer. Führer, right? Play oh, yeah. chancellor, and then he was the Führer. And then, then he like, back to chancellor. Like how many? Like so, even names. Like how many kids have been named Adolf since 1945? Yeah, yeah right. I assume not many. Just like the word, the name Karen has taken a solid hit in the last year and some. Because they did the Canadian registry to their names, um, like log, <laughs> like there's no, there's no funny how, like all those connotations, right? Like no one's named Karen of late. Of late, yeah, that's funny, eh? But you're right. Just certain languages, that word is, um, what's the word? Yeah, it's like it's tainted. It's tainted. Ta- yeah. Yeah, tainted, not tainted. Fascinating. Tainted. <laughs> yeah, mixing. Yeah, mixing history and languages. I always, I always find like, like you talking, Marcus, about like languages in your careers, right? Like a real challenge to your language. I always find like languages and history, something similar. How can I use my languages to uncover something or go deeper? on a subject with my languages using yeah that's a way to do it um but uh yeah no uh but then this this ties into like your guys is like getting deep like that hyper fluency because i think like now i could watch say some got to keep going back to hitler but i could watch some hitler and like get bits and pieces but i wouldn't be getting the full like fury of the Führer kind of thing um so it's 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 definitely a solid point to reach that hyperfluency absolutely yeah for sure for For sure sure. so yeah it's it's interesting man it's interesting (laughs) languages are a um, interesting tool like the thing that i that i uh, have come to realize especially after my meeting here now is that you know languages they're 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 beautiful because they're always useful they're always useful look they're fun it's like you know any hobby you have like you do it because you enjoy it right yeah like it gives you pleasure to do them it's like i go play soccer because i find it entertaining entertains me it's fun right it's a good workout too 
yeah. languages are the same. Like, it gives me a lot of fun here with you guys hanging out with you guys. And like, before the pod, we were shooting the shit in German. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I love being able to watch YouTube videos and the news and whatnot, read articles in these other languages and, you know, stay up to date with um, current geopolitical events in other uh, countries, especially yeah. Latin American countries now. Everything yeah. that's going on. And but I realize now when I'm able to actually use this tool in my uh, career, and I'm, I'm realizing how valuable it is to to be a good communicator, to be a good communicator in uh, many different languages. And it's um, well, it's yeah. gotta be funny when there's something at stake, too, right? Yeah, like you want to have yes, a solid but you're making meeting a yesterday. Difference. You're making a difference. That's what I mean. Yeah, like you're taking it to a yep, new yep, yep. height. Like, oh, I got a memorized flashcard wrong. Like, whoop de doo. Yeah, I don't see it again like, in thirty as I've seconds. Said before, whereas... I don't do that. I don't study languages by doing flashcards or anything like that. Well, I... No, I'm not talking about that. That's not my point. My point is like using your language in more like high stakes situations right but that's right here's the thing though here's the thing though and i didn't touch on this i I'm like i learned a bunch of or i did i actually did touch on this but i learned a lot of new terminology uh-huh in my yeah. preparation for this meeting right right like very, right? like keyword specific right because i took it very seriously i was like beforehand i got i was really pumped up i was like okay i'm gonna kill this i'm gonna learn everything right. i need to know and, uh, you know, I looked up all the terms. I looked up, I figured out exactly how I would describe things accurately and whatnot. And I learned some nice uh, phrases. Well, I think sentence structures, words. Well, that's a case in point. Um, you guys know uh, Amazon's business, or I guess be more like delivery model. You guys heard that just in time? Have you heard that? Just in time. Yeah. Like where you... Amazon doesn't have all their stuff like just just packaged well, and waiting. Did, it's like, but that's not Amazon's that. thing. That's that's originally from Toyota. Toyota started just in time manufacturing. Okay, it's essentially, you manufacture things right before. Um, Is it the manufacturing the part? Right before there's a demand. Right, right? So it, if- it goes back to manufacturing. So you're you should be able to. The theory is based on predicting when when there will be demand in manufacturing right before the demand occurs if that makes any sense oh okay i was wondering if like okay say i ordered that like i'm picking a random thing like the the blue yeti uh what's it called the arm the boom arm yeah blue arm for example just random example like i order that and then all of a sudden they put that together and then boom deliver it to me i know that's like that might not be exactly how it happened, but the point is like that just in time. So it's like you didn't need to know those Spanish words when you're in Costa Rica, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or way prior. But you know the situation, you know it's going to be relevant to what's coming up. Oh, yeah. So now That's you're going to have just in time vocabulary because uh, it's like, hey, interesting idea. This is, well, yeah. And I've started to think about this like, all right, like, you just have to know how to assemble things in the right time frame. Because why would I ever learn all these words? Right. They're like, irrelevant. Myself without right. the context, without the situation. Right. Um, I wouldn't. No. 
It's not relevant. It's not relevant. But you know in advance, right? Like, hey, Ian, you're going to talk about marine life biology tomorrow in Spanish. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, okay. So now I'm going to go like Spanish dict or whatever and look that up. And it wasn't important really to know. It's like we're always talking about like C1, C2. It's like, well, what if you just knew how to get to it instead of like knowing it, just know how to get to it. You know what? I just it it just dawned on me. Like it just I had a click moment click moment just now. Click this in. is why language immersion is so efficient and so uh, useful. Because okay. you're not like language immersion is not like pure osmosis. Like it's not like you put yourself you surround yourself in the language and you automatically get better. That's not how it works. Language mm-hmm. immersion is creating situations like this all the time that forces you mm-hmm. to look up the words and yeah. study the language, if that makes yeah, any sense. that's it. See what I'm saying? Like, if I have situations yeah. like that, like this every week, hey, Marcus, you have a business, me- business meeting. Now you're going to talk about this. And then ne- the next week, I have another meeting where I'm talking uh-huh. about something different. Yeah. And then I'm forced to look up the relevant words, the relevant terminology, uh, figure out how to dis- describe things accurately. Yeah. And hence evolve my language that way. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're immersing yourself in your language, right? Let's say when I was in Barcelona, I was walking around in different situations. I went to the Camp Nou, the, the big soccer stadium, and I yeah. had to understand how to ask for directions and you know when i went in there you know ask for a ticket and talk about the soccer players and talk about the rules of the game the history of the sport and whatnot right and then the next day i'm going to um renting a car and i'm driving up to bilbao okay wait did you look that soccer stuff up before or you well or when you were there you you know i'm 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 the type that you know i'm always using my phone and i'm on spanish dictionary looking up words i use google translate a lot when i when i want to look up a specific phrase Mm -hmm. but for example i went up to bilbao and i was surfing and i had to look up like all the surfing terminology and whatnot Mm -hmm. granted i didn't know the surfing terminology because i was down in costa rica a couple years before Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's just an example. I'm putting myself in situations where I'm forced to to study the the relevant terminology, mm-hmm. the relevant lingua. Right. Because if the only okay. thing you're doing is ordering a Starbucks every day at the cafe, <laughs> and you just know it, it's like ikmukta in large or gross. Is it gross? That's all you do. It's like, all right, go back to my Airbnb, go back to my hostel. Right, right. But it's not I it's not up. osmosis like a lot of people think. Like it's not automatic. No. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. creating situations for yourself. Yeah. So this makes right, okay. Think, and then yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about after how I I have a new theory. This doesn't have to be in the country. No, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. That's what I, so this is my question to you guys. Uh-huh. How are you able to replicate this artificially uh at home? Let's go Cody first. Because Cody Cody was doing a lot of Korean study before he went to Korea. Yeah, but I wasn't doing language immersion. 
this is something that I've always been that's really... That's not my question. Cody, sorry to interrupt, buddy. But that's not my question. How do you create situations for yourself, applicable situations where you force yourself to learn new terminology in order to you know, navigate yourself okay, through the situation? This might sound really easy, but it's actually way harder than it sounds. Is like, just think to yourself. Like, instead of thinking in your native language, just think in your target language. And you'll be surprised yeah. at how difficult it is. That's actually a solid start. That's a good really start. And, and I got to admit, that's what I did initially. You know, I played, I played through the conversation in my mind. Like, I went for a walk yesterday and I played through the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I tried to imagine the specific questions that the people would have for yeah. me. And I try to figure out and elaborate on or articulate my, my uh, event or my um, hypothetical responses. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is a right. very, that's a very good point. That's a good idea. That's a good starting point. It's almost, yeah. it's like these mini rehearsals in your mind. That's what it is. Yeah. Like we could role that's play. Exactly it. Right we could pick, you could pick any situation right now. Pick a, let's do it on the pod. Let's do it. Just pick a situation. We're gonna we'll do it in English, but then we'll like we'll draw principles from it. You're at your right. mechanic, and you need uh you need. I was oil thinking change. the mechanic, dude. We're on the you're at, you're like, at the mechanic. You're on a weird you, you need uh, you need you need an oil change. Cambiar the right. the uh, the wheel. No, how do you say it? oil again? Uh, well, the, the, no, no, no. Well, I smell. Um, no, no. Yeah, I know in French it's wheel. We, we, oh. <laughs> oh, boys! All right. Oh god. What's oil? The lubrication del, del motor. Lubrication del motor. motor. All right. Okay, let's just do this in English. Marcus, you be the mechanic. I'll be the I'll bring my Camry in. I don't know if you say aceite, but but aceite is more like is no, aceite is more like olive like oil. Cooking. cooking oil. Yeah. Oleo. I think it's more oleo or lubrication. I my guess would be that they just say like lubrication del, del motor. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm not sure. All right, uh, so I pull up in my Camry. You, uh, you uh, open the door, the big garage door, right? We're at the uh, the great Spanish oil change, or whatever country you're placed in. So I guess it'd be like, what's the phrase for like pull in, like come in, right? That'd be the first. I'm entra, just rehearsing entra, a situation. Entra, por favor. Entra, por favor. Entra, but, but I would be like, language. I would be like, well, first any of all, language. you wouldn't pull in. You would park your car and then you would walk in. You would walk up to the front desk. And then beforehand, I would look up exactly what motor oil translates to. Let's say hypothetical, hypothetically. Yeah, it's we're trying to apply this to any motor Or oleo de, de motor. So I would look up exactly what that would be. Um, and right. then, you know, maybe there are a couple other things like the oil filter. El filter del, del, del okay, oleo. so you're like you're thinking of key vocab already. Yes, okay. yeah, stuff like that. Because I'm, no, already... I'm trying to think of like the actual phrases, like no, okay, as well but, too. But, but let's let's take okay. Fair where, do you, but, where should we start with the phrase? It depends, or the but key? let's let's say you have a basic level of Spanish, so you know how to create sentences, but you you just you don't know the specific vocab for the situation, right? So you would right. you would figure out how to say motor oil. You would look that up and then you would go in. You would ask, motor how oil. much does it cost to change? Well, like, I am looking to change my motor oil. Are you yeah. willing to help me? And let's say you didn't know how to say that. Are you willing to help me? 
right? You would look that up beforehand. Yeah, and then, but I would use more like Marcus's method. Like I would look up specific words that I don't know. And then I would just try to figure out the phrase, how to say it. Right, right. But okay, a question, like I'm gonna go to a Korean guy. How many kilometers do you have on your vehicle? So it's like, I think I should learn that whole phrase, not just like kilometers. And... Or you would anticipate, let's say he asked you that oh, question. Yeah. You go in, you go in and you ask for an oil change and then you anticipate beforehand that he's going to ask you how many kilometers or uh -huh. miles you have on your vehicle. Yeah. You anticipate that question. So you're ready for that answer. Right. Mm -hmm. um, from there. And then he might add, do you want premium? Right. Uh, like you said air filter what kind of oil do you extra, want what kind of oil synthetic or whatever right so to there's me, a problem with your transmission and it's going to cost three hundred dollars <laughs> yes <laughs> yes for example let's say you have a question about you have an inquiry about like transmission fluid or brake fluid or whatnot so you look up like a liquido de freno <laughs> right but you got to know how to use liquido de freno in a in a phrase now i guess we're, we're, I guess what we're assuming the assumption is you can already form basic grammatical structures. Yes, but like yes. Exercise. That has right? to be Because if you can't do that, well, then... You shouldn't be in that country. Because then, that, then you're just like Tarzan mode, right? Like, right. Lubrication. You, you shouldn't be immersing yourself if, you, if you're not already at that. Right. So that's like, level. is that too but high that, of a... That's a low level, though. I mean, like, that's like uh c2 b1 like b1 you can or b2 oh, dude, sorry b1 ish yeah no b2 but b2 is not very advanced b2 is easy b2 is pretty good bt bt b2 you got a lot of like structures you can already okay let's say form. let's say c1 where i'm getting this right see the, yeah. the worst one the worst one is c2 right what? Well, C2's oh, like that. Wait, oh, that I, time, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm really confusing myself. I'm no, like, you're backwards. I'm backwards. Okay. I'm, it's late here in Ontario, and I've That's been fine. up all day watching soccer. Football. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout I'm out sorry. To I've, I've completely messed this up. I was meaning Absolutely. to say A tone. You can yeah. start when you're like A tone, like basic, like fairly right. basic. Those like A two, you're able to formulate sentences and uh, put phrases together. Yeah, That's and when I'm you're just, trying to really expand your, your vocabulary. Right. And like what I think is important, because you got to move past keywords because different languages they have different ways of expressing their expressions. Like yeah, in Ukrainian, they got like like tons of like weird prepositions, how I might say something, right? Or I was Matt versus Japan had a weird one, how like in Japanese you say something, I forget what he was talking about it was, it was like completely different like the literal translation would just be dog be terrible um mm -hmm. so that's where i think those phrases yes keywords completely like that's kind of like you know those arts we used to do as kids with all the dots and then you draw the line yeah yeah you get the picture so i think the keywords are like those dots but you got to know like how the phrases draw the lines to form the picture with that so I think just these role play exercises, rehearsals. Yes. Now, in terms of building, I don't want to call them like real uh, immersion environments or artificial. Like right now, arguably, I'm going to be trying to create my own artificial Korean immersion environment, which is not going to involve me like 
going to a cashier and asking for change. It's going to involve a lot of just like constant listening. So that's its own kind of immersion, I guess you could call it. Like I can only consume. I can't necessarily interact in my immersion environment. Whereas Cody in actual Korea, he can do lo que quiere. Yeah, but there's one there's one interesting technique that I utilize today that you can do. Okay. And you can pretend. You can find someone like an italki teacher and you can pretend you can role play. For sure. You can role play. You can put yourself in that situation artificially by having someone that you pay or a really good friend. Yeah. And you play through the situation. Right. Right. And then I think even before you say go to that italki lesson, it depends on your italki teacher. Like some teachers take a little more command. I like to kind of take more of a a role, like steering where the conversation goes. That's the teacher coming out in you. That's like me too. (laughs) But that's not bad though. So so what do you think? That's not a bad thing. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. Like the student, the student like just being, this is exactly what I want. Damelo. Yeah. That makes it easy. That makes it easier for the teacher. To oh, be it does exactly. It does. Okay, so you you guys are both teachers. You guys yeah, are both yeah. teachers. Have you ever done something like this where you role play? Oh, is that's like it's kids yeah. love it, man. Okay, like ordering at a restaurant, like we do that skit all the time. Weather reporter skit, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. I just don't know, like, yeah, teaching wise, great fun. But like adult wise, also um, fun. Also fun. Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I, I feel like that's the best way to learn vocabulary. I think there's situation. One of the best ways. It's a I think, way. I feel like it's a. I feel like it's a very powerful teaching tool. Oh, teaching. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Or learning tool. Right, but like, this goes back to like context. Again, like I can get vocabulary from listening to a pod, like say easy German, I'm getting vocab, but I think like holding, I don't know, just being in a convenience store and having to ask for like the Doritos or something would bring out a different type of arguably more simpler, but like, just like Cody always gives that example, how he forgot to say, like, have a nice day back in the day when he was in Germany, like there's these little gaps. So I just feel like these streams, when we say immersion, like, okay, you watch Netflix for 10 hours today, but you don't know how to say, like, give me the towel. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my next next, um, statement, Mm -hmm. I guess, or or theory or uh, hypothesis. The more situations Uh you have experienced... Okay, there's a correlation. I'd argue repetitive situations. Yes, okay, repetitive situations. But there's a correlation between variety, variance of situations that you have experienced and yeah. your uh, your pro- language proficiency. I think I like that. <clears throat> yeah. I like that. They're positively correlated. So if you have been through a great variance, like a bunch of different events, mm-hmm. circumstances, yeah. situations in that language, your overall ability in that language is going to increase. 
Well, that's why people are so good at their native language, right? Is because you just go through life right. in your yeah. language. Like that's that's why <laughs> that's people basically... can speak a native language. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it's that's just it. Like, I think I'm pretty good at well, like it's been over 10 years, but at the time when I was a coffee farmer volunteer in Nicaragua, like palo or shovel a saca la tierra like dig out the hole like i was hearing these things like saca la tierra saca la tierra way it's just like <laughs> constantemente right and it's like or hormigas right we were picking like where there's mosquitoes all the time like i was hormigas and like, me that's ants dude <laughs> no but nicaragua hormigas is ants no they used they used it for mosquitoes too or maybe it was no way no way <laughs> no nicaragua i don't believe weird. that buddy no, no. Migas will be ants Correct. will and will yeah. always be ants no let's look it up let's look it up <laughs> or amiga okay you um, look it up but the but point is the point is like in life in situ- so life situation my conclusion here is that life is languages they're is, interconnected yeah. Yeah, but what we're trying to do is like optimize our learning to experience as much. Yes, but my life. my point is that you have to live in order to learn. Like you can't learn to live. Right. Okay, but I'm not in Korea presently, as you might. Yes. So know. how do you sim? How simulate. do you simulate that? Simulate. Stimulate. How do you simulate that? You have to live Korean. You can't just sit at home with memorize and do flashcards all day, but. You have to you have to try to figure well, out a way to simulate a Korean well, no. lifestyle with Korean situations. It's like playing because a video game. Before you completely like, knock memorize, like you get vastness from memorize. But I, like I said, there's those little waquitos, those little gaps, like give me the towel. Um have a nice day. Like you can color in a lot but it's like open the door for me yeah like there's you're right and like i could just be like all right everything i do now i'm just like document like okay opening the okay. door how do i say I, that in korean like yeah. i might have just had a really good idea business idea and i'm willing to share this ip if anyone i, I, don't, right. I don't i might not have time or the resources to to realize this idea but don't have worry. you guys ever played sims like Sims. Oh, I, know I, know I was more of a roller coaster tycoon guy. Yeah. Okay. But let's say, okay, roller coaster tycoon. Any type of, uh, what, what would you call that, that category of games, Cody? Oof. Like role playing games. Kind of role playing. Uh, no, that's not really a role playing game. Simulator. Like, life simulator. It's like a games. life simulator. It's yeah. like a life simulator. What if you made yeah. a game like Sims, but for language learning? Like a life simulator. Uh, you know, I, and you I could feel, select the languages. But Sims is too limited in its scope for that. I think no, you but would you would make to, a new one. But is it basic enough? Though? Like, I think you you would need to have just like a virtual reality where you literally just live someone's life. Sure, it could be VR. VR yeah. could be like it could be through VR, but that type of live simulating video game where you're able to go. And experience different things in different languages and different cultures and learn language through yeah like medium. maybe you like you start in kindergarten or something 
Or like you start as a baby and you just like learn all the baby things and then just like slowly go through school and then you like you go through Uh university and then adult. But it's like the timeline is sped up, obviously. Well, you could choose as well. It's like playing campaign on Call of Duty. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) right. Yeah. The campaign doesn't like choose your situation. No, no campaign. Like you, you, you go through like a story. You okay. Can do that. You can like you could choose yeah. to play campaign, or you could do like the individual battles. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to, yeah. to come up with an analogy. Battle here. of language learning. Like you could go in, and you could choose like okay, now I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna do like the ordering bread at a bakery level. <laughs> right. Like we'll learn all the vocabulary. I guess this is where like Duolingo. I'd argue they get the categories right, but yeah, but it's not real enough. Like it's so sporadic. right, the real enough. Like yeah. it has to be real enough, and you have to the communicate with somebody. You can't just like type in your answer. You have to like say yeah, it. that's what I you mean. You have to like you're see not the just... person and like mm-hmm. see him like the human in front of you and like look yes. into his eyes eyes and be like, "Does port?" <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> Das Brot, Alter. Yeah, you're right. Ich will das Brot haben jetzt. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're making me think of like sensory memories. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you're life, man. Your, Duolingo life. is not life. Duolingo is not life. You need no, life I know. And I think that's maybe like, because I always try to like, like ponder like why do things not work for people because it doesn't work for a lot of people or they get they hit they hit walls with duolingo for example and is it just because it's like a shallow shallow. experience whereas um actually this ties me into a another idea where like we have a phenomenal drama teacher at my high school i'm always fascinated with her methods she makes spectacular shows she's good as justin trudeau uh (laughs) Yeah, I forgot he was. Sorry, I had no, to you're right. That. Thank you. I was slow on getting that joke. Yeah, yeah. he was a drama teacher. He's still a drama teacher. Ugh, he's drama. Right? He's drama. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, okay, instead of just like, let's act out. And this kind of ties back into the skit thing. Like, let's act out the situation. Let's act. Like, and then like, that's brought. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Like, don't just give me like this broad like on a flashcard. Like, act that out. <laughs> like, give me this broad IRL. <laughs> yeah, uh, get me, a, get me. A. Um, you're right though. <laughs> Where I go. So then, like a video game, life that... man, VR life. video game for language learning. Yeah, a life simulator, and then like you get crazy to go simulate different happens. situations well, actually, in life. Yeah, you know, because that series I've loved, and it's, I'm not a participant, but like that um, Health Harry Learned Deutsch series from Deutsche Welle. Like, I love that series because it's just like all this stuff happening that's to good. Yeah, that's a good Harry, story. and he's like in these like goofy situations, and he's like, he's finding himself in, and he's like, it's not completely like all in German, but he's getting like, contextual phrases to what he's dealing with but now it's just like okay you become harry in a vr version. yeah you're harry and you have to be harry and like like your taxi 
your you taxi driver like crashes, jet. the ambulance comes, and you're laying on the ground. They're like looking at yeah. you. Like, Do you, buy you have to go. And, you have to go to like job interviews and find everything. Out. Yeah, like take any life. I guess okay. So I'm just trying. How can we apply this? Like the next movie you watch, should you just pause it or like write down life situations in the next movie that you're watching? Oh yeah, Maybe but the like, thing about like watching movies though is that like someone like me for example like when i watch a movie like i just want to relax like i don't want to yeah yeah no i agree so i like for me i would like choose a different kind of method where i would sit down and be like okay i'm gonna immerse myself and i'm really gonna imagine myself in this situation i wouldn't choose a movie but that's just me personally i like the two i like the two ideas thinking like having like talking to yourself and uh pretend like hiring a teacher and and pretending i like those two things okay the only thing i my only this might just be a me thing a me problem like the only like the talking to your thing talking to yourself thing like i think i started to go crazy after like half an hour it was just me well yeah you don't need to do it all day no i know (laughs) half an hour sounds about good right just kind of getting like a flow like tomorrow when I, whatever job I'm doing at the golf course, I'm just gonna like think about it in French. Like imagine that you're in Colombia and you're trying to go to the post office to buy some uh, stamps or something like you know, like stuff like that. And then you yeah. like, picture but I think that's where like we'd be jotting it out, like jotting it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want to take an even more casual approach to it, you, you don't even need to imagine yourself in some situation. You can just you, sh- you can just have your thoughts, whatever you're thinking about. Yeah, whatever, like, whatever it is. I th- well, I think we've talked about that, like for problem solving, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Slow your problem down. Think in a second language. Yeah, because you're already thinking in your native language, thinking. anyways. So why not switch it to target language? Right, 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 right. Like a great practice. Like so, we got Langaholic Ale coming up. I'm trying to like organize time zones here this afternoon and if i would have just like maybe thought about it in a different language that could have just helped expand be like okay ocho el está ocho horas adelante sueco está dos horas adelante but in a new language where it's like kind of challenging yeah. to like just express what i'm thinking kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah wait yeah no there's lots of ways there's lots of ways but this uh Okay, but I feel like I maybe I've mentioned this before on the pod. Like Lee talks about these expats in Ukraine, who, and I think we, maybe we've talked about expat bubbles before on the show too. But you're if you're an expat in like Ukraine, you're like you're surrounded by Ukrainian and Russian. Like you cannot help but be surrounded by it. But a lot of expats like don't learn the language they refuse to or they don't want to or they can't or blah 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 whatever they whatever excuse so it's you need to be still like tuned in to your environment yeah because when you're in that kind of an expat bubble i think like a good comparison is like you're like a you're like a bubble of oil in a bunch of water Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like you're surrounded mm -hmm. by water but you're not gonna dissolve into mix in with it yeah right so i mean 
So you could have somebody like Matt versus Japan got insanely good at Japanese living in Washington State. Like insanely good. By yeah, he probably does a lot of role playing. Or just creating <laughs> his environment, right? And that's what I mean with the yeah. new technologies now. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh man, I got like seven hours a day now to just listen and consume and think can do all like all those things but it's just like you got to be tuned in to it to really get yeah. it because these expats you're right it's oil and water and they're like it's a massive amount of water that they're in. yeah right yeah so i don't know it's uh because is that not the, is that our conclusion that immersion is still the best way yes that's always been my conclusion yeah it's hard to get away from no for sure absolutely for sure. but so you you mentioned that like if you're in a foreign country you, you are surrounded by it, yes and mm-hmm. there's a massive amount of it but at the same time it's not as helpful as you would think because like when you're right. walking around on the street and you're you're like interacting with people on a business kind of level you don't need that much language skill for that Right. What you really need is when you have these conversations with people, like when you need uh-huh. to have an extended interaction with somebody. And right. in my experience from any time that I've been in an immersive environment, especially when I, <clears throat> when I did my exchanges in Germany and Mexico is that's when I felt the most benefit was when I'm like in an environment for a whole like day and I need to use that target language because I'm just, I need to talk to people in that language. Mm-hmm. Like anything I'm thinking and any kind of conversation I want to have, I need to use the target language. That is what's really effective, in my opinion. No, that's true. So if, I think you can't, I think language, it has to be a social experience. Like it's really hard to do it by yourself. It's so much easier if it's a social experience. Yeah, it has, that's fundamental. Right. I know maybe not, it's not the easiest thing to do for a lot of people, but you got to do your best to make it like that because that's what's going to really take your language abilities to the next level. Yeah, it's all about community. Yeah. It's all about community. Yeah, I, my, I guess my wonder is just like when you can't, get the social juices a-flowing. Which is kind of what happened the last year. There, yeah, online. exactly. Well, so right. I, I started doing italki last year and I thought it was great. I right. love the benefit from that. Right, and you weren't doing italki before, before no. or during was, the meetup. I, I was never right. doing I was doing the meetups, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's how to supplement it. For sure. Yeah. So, and that's just another form of interaction. Yeah, my italki classes, that's like the base for my, that's like the foundation of my language learning right now, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Like solid. I think, yeah, it's just a matter of, well, I think we've talked about before, like even with an italki teacher, uh, I don't think you would ever go in with just like basic, basic, basics. Cause then you kind of are just wasting money with yeah. the amount yeah. of like 
Like yeah. if you're just pick a totally random new, like if you pick Swahili right now, like all right, I'm gonna really learn Swahili. Cool. I'm gonna go book an italki teacher tomorrow. Like to me, that's not. No, in the beginning, you have to study a little right. bit, which is my memorize point. Like that's why I no, didn't that, no, it's, it's it's a good tool. Even I mean, I'm not against Duolingo. I think it's a good tool for mm-hmm. for beginning for beginners. I'll be excited. Uh, Ale from Langaholic, he's a big Duolingo guy, so I'll be excited when we get. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. talk about right. Duolingo. To but hear. I mean, like my my opinion is that yeah, Duolingo is great if you're a beginner. Yeah, but it's not. It's not great for thriving, and it's not great for, for thriving. That's a good word. For, it's thriving. not great for intermediates and advanced. It's like mm-hmm. training wheels, right? You gotta in, use. In, you gotta in, start in, with yeah. the training wheels. Yes, and if you, you are doing, if you are serious about language learning, you will advance much faster than the Duolingo course advances. Right, That's at least my opinion. And you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I would point. never see myself finishing the entire Duolingo course. I would be way too. Uh-huh. I would be way too would I would surpass the level of Duolingo before I had time to even yeah, the course of It's utility. Service. Yeah, that's a good point. I think maybe as language learners, we gotta know when to like drop now certain resources. Now, now look, I might sound cocky because I've only learned Rome or European languages. I bet it might be different if I'm learning something else like Arabic or Mandarin. But at least uh-huh. that's what I found because I started off doing Duolingo in Spanish, French, Catalan. Yeah, like anything, honestly. But I just found that Spanish became Duolingo. Spanish became way too easy, too quick. I think that's a good sign in the sense of like, drop this. Yeah, you're ready for something. Yeah, higher, more advanced, and that's what a good teacher is, too. Especially too, like, okay, you're ready for this now. Like, mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. move on to this, like. Deja esta, like I think that's you got like that scaffolding, that sequencing, just knowing when someone's capable of something more, right? Absolutely. And then, like, the thing is for yourself as a language learner, taking those risks, taking those jumps. Like, I don't know, try listening to a Korean podcast, even when you're still like A1, A2. Yeah, okay, like I caught stuff, but, but then I think the whole point is like keep on track where you're going to keep understanding more and more and more and more. So that's kind of, that's kind of the deal. It's just like knowing where you're at in a language. That's it. That's it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a skill to understanding what resources, identifying the resources that are just perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. If you're new totally. in the language game, if you're yes. new in the language game, it's really easy to get caught in the Duolingo trap. I feel like you're doing it and you're it's mm. like it's so easy and everything you think you're doing so well which you are yeah you could be doing you could be shifting you could be shifting up if you know what i mean could be no totally gears. yeah now i would say i'm on like more of the conservative end where like i tend to stick to stuff just like really like at my level i'm currently at I guess I'm speaking more just like my Korean and German experience. Of yeah, like, I'm a little bit more uh, progressive. A little bit more progressive. I tend to shift okay. up a little bit before. Yeah, but you can do it certain like Portuguese. It's super easy to shift up. Yeah, Portuguese. I like, I like shift. I like listening to things that are challenging or doing challenges. Yeah, but like Russian right now, like oh. you'd 
see what I mean? Like, it just all depends what language you're Не in. Не yeah, that's my point. <laughs> like, it just depends on the language. So, uh, and then just being like, yeah, no, can't do, can't handle this. Let's stick, stick with this. But keep challenging. Everyone's got to keep challenging themselves. Yeah. Let's just look at Cody. So Constantly Marcus, challenged. What? Let's, let's deal with the Russian. Не хорошо. Не хорошо. Не хорошо. Да, да. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not right now. Right now, it's not very good, man. I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm Spanish just French. In. I'm a Spanish French French guy right now. Um, that's currently what I'm feeling. And you know, I I'm a guy. I live life based on intuition and feelings. And right now, my feelings and intuition are leading me towards French and Spanish. So there that's you go. That's and then if I get if I get another hit of of Russian, then I'll do it. Like another if i if i want to do it again but if i don't feel it like the thing is the thing about me is that if i don't want to do it if i'm not feeling it i'm not going to do it yeah no i mean jack made that point last episode like you're never you can always go deeper with a language that's what's got me thinking it's like like no matter what i'm doing it's an opportunity cost to something else like working on something Look, deeper or working I am realizing new. that my Spanish is still getting better and better and better and better. Well, that's good. That's good, man. And I'm realizing I think that's that important. I'm realizing that if I keep this up steady, steadily, then in and I'm you know, I'm trying to imagine I'm trying to picture myself, my Spanish in like five years and Ooh. man. Yeah. It's gonna be really good. In five years, my Spanish, if I keep this rate of improvement. I maintain the rate of improvement. My Spanish is going to be very good in five years. There you go, bud. No, no, I, I think that feeling of improvement is important. No matter where you're at, intermediate plateau, C1 plateau. I don't even feel like I'm on a plateau in Spanish. I feel like I'm steadily going up. Well, no, that's good because I'm just curious about you in the long term. Because I've been doing it, like, I was speaking Spanish in 2010. And then eventually, man, I just found, like, I got into a cruise control. I was like, all right. Yeah, but are you, like, are you still actively, you're still actively learning new words and phrases? I'd say I'm more just engaged in the language. Like, I have been meaning to, like, go kick back, dust off some old textbooks and stuff. No, but I mean, but I'm not. You, I'm not. It's not like you super active. In the language, and you look up new words. I know you follow. Yeah, the here word there. of the day. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. But like, that's not compared to what I used to do in university. Like, that's, oh my god, yeah, no that's kidding. sprinkles, man. That's sprinkles. yeah, no, but it doesn't. Like, I'm not saying that my rate of increase, my rate of advancement, is very steep. It's just steady. Well, no, and that's good. That's good, man. Be. I'm just saying, like, long term wise, like, I found like things peter or things just like they hit a level like all right we're cool like we're good yeah but I, that's not me i i like to learn every once in a while i find a new word i write it up in my no, little no, cap no. list here and then i review it and then i learn it no that, that's good man like i'm like happy today, every... i probably learned 10 new words today just from doing my role playing and ian i think that's the case for you because you like to focus on other languages like if you were only spoke only focusing on spanish i think it would be a little bit different Right, but I'm like double yeah, city, baby, double city. Yeah, no, but you double city. No, but you guys know the the law of diminishing returns, too. 
where yeah but i like the diminishing returns plus i don't really believe in it <laughs> well i don't really like i don't really i don't believe in it uh yeah yeah you're not saying you have to believe in it but this i'm just speaking my experience like yeah man i don't like university that would have been like my peak of like real study and things hard now i just like just been enjoying life in it yeah i learn words here and there gaps all the time filling in but it's just like i don't it's not like if you say like is my spanish better than five years ago i'd be like it's kind of the same yeah like it's just, i'm not it's my goal is to not be like that i don't my think goal. you're understanding my point though like i'm not saying my spanish is bad no I, i'm just no, saying i hit a point no. and i was like yes chulo. yes i'm i'm understanding you perfectly fine i don't well no but you don't know my spanish from four years ago or five years ago so it's like well you just said that it was exactly the same as now right yeah so here's my thing that i respect that obviously i respect that you have a very high level of spanish yeah i'm saying like i'm just curious if your motivation is going to be like the same in the long term i'm willing to bet that it will be okay because yeah, like, I'm a person, you know, I'm still learning English. Like I'm improving my English every day. I like, yeah. I, I just learned a new word today. Defatigable. Defatigable. That's my English word of the day. Defatigable. Defatigable to be easy, easily tired. Okay. Like the English soccer team like is fatigue. defatigable. Defatigable. Yeah, it's kind of like fatigue. No, but th- my point being here is that I'm actively working on all my languages. English, Swedish. Yeah, I think my point is like, you don't have to be as active. Just keep making those little advances in the future. Like, you'll feel like you're expending less energy to just keep chugging along. It's kind of my yeah, But I still spend a lot of energy improving my core languages, including my native language. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good too. I'm just saying, like, I just I don't know if you'll feel it. Like when I watch a Spanish film now, it's like, oh, that was cool, that was awesome, learned some stuff. But like, I don't know, maybe I just not as conscious as much of the learning itself. I'll be curious to talk with Ace Buck about this because he's got he's makes some interesting points about like being in languages for the long haul and how yeah. your methods don't really matter because. Like, we always get back to this argument, right? Like, I respect the dabble. I do dabbling. I dabble in stuff, right? I dabble in Russian every once in a while in other languages. But I don't put that much focus on it. My focus is on yeah, nurturing yeah, like, my own. I don't even care. To, like, people hyper-focus, dabble, like, whatever. We're all fluent. We're all uh, we're on that spectrum. We're all a little fluid. Um, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, I don't, like, someone's like, I dabble in 20 languages, or I hyper-focus on one. Like, I don't care. Like I do me. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure. So it's like, for sure. Um, but I think I, my point is just like do. in the long term, I find like in Korean right now, like, oh man, I got so much. I got to like get going with the foundation. Just like, oh man, you just feel like you're taking something on. But like with Spanish, you're just like, oh yeah, it's like another day of Spanish. Like, yes, but my point is in five years, I don't want to look back at my Spanish and be like, wow, I didn't improve. I want to be like, uh, wow, five years ago, my Spanish was, was not very but, good. Okay, maybe awesome. I'm being the old guy now. Yeah, you're being yeah. the old guy. The I kind of am. The man. Kind of, yeah. Being old, a little jaded, a little jaded. A little jaded there. Yeah, but... like all these youngins, so spry. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> so, na- so naive. 
Could be that. Young lads, young bucks on the pod. Young, young ace buck. Man, I'm pumped for that interview. That's going to be when fun. When is he coming up again? Next week and next episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, coming on. Yeah, it's going to be a good. We'll time. get our time. Uh, young, pod, young yeah. cat. He's 20 years old. And I just feel he's like he's 20. Man, yeah. And he makes some very, he's like insightful, half your age. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, he makes some very insightful tweets. Like when I found out he was that age, when language come up interviewed him, I was like, man, this guy's, you know, some people like just their age and their wisdom don't sometimes like jive. So this, yeah, I'm super pumped for that interview. It's going to be fun with Ace Buck, Ace Buck legend, Aussie legend. So we got that coming up. Langaholic, interesting guy. Uh, Langaholics and interesting name. Interesting name. Absolutely. Uh, we got another guy at the end of August coming up. His name's SF Language Lover. I think he commented on one of your tweets, Sweco. SF like in San Francisco? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. San he's hanging out in, he's hanging out in Spain for the summer. Oh, que oh. chido. Uh, see. Um chévere, chévere. So lots of other guests. Um kind of in the works uh for the pod. So yeah, boys, it's gonna be a, well another hot week where you guys are. Pardon? It's getting hot. It's been hot in here in Berta, and it's gonna be another oh, hot it's one. It's been cold here. It's nice. I don't know. Really? Coming up. Yeah. No, it's been raining a lot. Things are heating up here in Seoul. Yeah, it's gonna get up. even hotter this week than it was last week. So. Oof. Holy Ooh. smokes! Yeah, a lot of rain here. Okay. A lot okay. of rain. A little moisture. That's good. Yeah, the weather's heating up and the languages are going to be heating up. For me. Languages are heating up. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, Riley Park, Calgary. Calgary listeners on the pod. Azrin's, Azrin's coming back. So we'll keep each other in the loop. Nice. On, on our respective meetups that we're hanging out at. So. Yeah, I'm excited to go to the language meetups in Seoul when they get started. Dude. Any, any prospects on... Well, no, because the COVID be? cases have been going up again. So they just introduced a bunch of new restrictions. You, you can only <laughs> you can only hang out with one other person now. Well, that's all you need, bud. <laughs> just one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> all right. Uh, any parting words for this episode, boys? No, I'll uh, have some more lang- meetup uh, stories coming up. Meetup stories. Yeah. Next episode. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess just the final words. Just follow us all on Twitter. We're buzzing. Boys of that. We got Lingaholics Sweco. Lingaholics Pinch. <laughs> is it just Lingaholics P is your handle? Yeah, yeah. that's what it forced me to do. That's all right. And then Yo Soy Lingaholics Senor. I think Lingaholic Senor is my yeah. handle. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way um bueno pues yeah give us uh check us out on all our platforms uh leave a review talk to us on twitter we're active and we will see everybody real soon so let's keep the summer hot 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 keep it rolling boys and binge the pinch peace out y'all all All right peace peace oh wait peace